This is the Press Conference Podcast, Mixtape 20. Can you believe it, Phil? 20. 20. Can't believe it. It's so cool. Um, thank you to everyone who's tuned in so far. Uh, we've got a big guest this week and an awesome chat. Bit of a, um exciting one. I think our, our first traditional and probably true pop punk band um, coming on uh, uh, with an amazing mixtape. Some of my favorite songs that you've probably heard me talk about at one point or another on this podcast over the last, what episodes is this? 50-something, crazy. Yeah, 54 episodes. Wild. Um, as you said, this is our last mixtape of the year, our last guest of the year, um, before we uh, welcome back May into the next five episodes to cap off the year and kick off the new year. Um, and yeah, like you said, just a, a big group of people that have come on over the last two years, uh, especially this year, uh, and this... this uh, these guests cap off a great year. Yeah. Um, so, well, before we get into, before we play the smash, um, we're joined today by Liam and Brody by from Quarterform um, out of Melbourne. They released an EP, Growth and Despair, um, in October. Um, they've only been around since, well, they've only been like, I think, vocal publicly since like Jan. Um, and so they've had a pretty big year. So this was actually an awesome chat and kind of hearing about all they've done this year and how they came together. It was pretty impressive. Very impressive. It's actually incredible how far they've come in, in 12 months. Um, but you don't want to hear us talk about the chat. So let's play that smash. Um, we might load up a cheeky corner form track in there as well, a little snippet there. Um, and we'll see you on the other side. Sweet. So we are joined by Liam and Brody from Quarterform. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks, man. Yeah, doing great. Thanks for coming uh, on. Yeah. D- yeah. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah. Ever since uh, yeah that first song popped up, we were uh, we were both kind of piqued our interest for sure. So it's good to to finally meet you guys. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really stupid like 10, 11 months of being <laughs> this band right now. Um, twenty twenty three has been killer, so it's ridiculously fun. It's amazing. I think I'm just also really thankful that there are like more pop punk bands coming up um, in the local scene because I feel like we were a bit dry there for a minute. Um, and then when you guys started releasing music, I was so stoked because uh, especially in Melbourne, when I lived down there, I don't think there was a heap of pop punk happening, a lot of metalcore, but mm. um, not a lot of pop punk. Yeah, there definitely was a drought. Um, I was just in the band chat today. We were popping off about how Adelaide has every pop punk band. Um, yeah. Yeah, Adelaide. So, I mean, maybe they're 10 years behind or maybe they're 10 years ahead at this point, but whatever's happening in Adelaide, whatever's in the water, they're making pop punk. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Um, yeah, wow. That's so, I get, I guess, like, how, how's it been? I, I guess this has been your first year as a band or, I mean, in public as a band. Um, how's it been? It's been stupidly fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything has just been so much bigger than we thought it would be and it's been incredible. Like... We're just, we had like this list of goals that we wanted for the first like three months and no, well, the first year, sorry. And we did it in like three months and it's just been like. Yeah, I think we were super lucky, um, you know, no Unify 
and you know things like that that when we were like oh we're just going to make a pop punk band and you're as you're just saying there's not an awful lot happening um at the moment that we did it and we are very lucky that we have a bunch of friends and you know we've some of us have played in bands before and knew a lot of people so when we said oh we're in a band they're like all right do you want to play this show i'm like yes you know Uh, (laughs) yes support has been like overwhelming like it's incredible yeah, well, so. uh, I can see that from where I'm sitting. So um, the shares on like Silly Goose Club and all that kind of stuff and those Facebook pages and and stuff really spread the word really well. And especially like social media is very important. But it, it seemed to be like you guys were like already had that um, support behind you before you even started, which is awesome to see. Yeah, um, James in particular, uh, our singer, was hustling unbelievably hard. Um, before Brody and myself even knew him, uh, he would just, you know, go to the emo clubs and just get drunk and be like, I can't wait till I'm going to be in a band one day. And I think he must have told, you know, every person in Melbourne. So then when we made this band, he was like sharing people like this little um, QR code and a picture of a love heart. And like, it's going to be a band dropping. I need you all to post this on the day that we announce. Mm. Um, and then that happened. And, you know, I told like, 10 mates, 20 mates, everyone that I knew, he must have told like 400 people. Oh, so then it, it blacked out my socials for like two days. And then like <laughs> people from like, oh, I was like through, you know, one person to another person to another person. Like, I can't remember who it was. It was like a member of Thornhill, like reached out. was just like, I don't know what you did, but it worked. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's, that's just wild. That's I mean, I was so... I was so jealous being up here in Sydney because I keep seeing all these things going on. There was a gig happening um, at Stay Gold, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on down there?" Like, I want to, I want to go back <laughs> and then see what it is. But uh, um, yeah, it's a very, really clever launch strategy. I think it definitely did work. It was the last clever thing we did, and now we're just riding that wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm keen to know. Like, so you, you obviously launched that way, and then you had that first show, which was Stay Gold Headliner, pretty ambitious mm-hmm. for. The first gig. What was what was the thoughts like going through your head when you said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this show first? So, um, originally in like October the year before, we'd written one song and we're like, "Oh, dude, let's make a band. Let's do this." <laughs> um, and so we're saying we'll play our first gig, you know, and that normally just means beg and borrow and steal from any friend you have to like be the opener. Um, but we're like, you know what? No, let's let's run a headline show. Let's ask some friends if they're willing to play under us. Um, and we'll just like play it like the Gasso upstairs, capacity 70, sell it out, make sure there's a photographer, make it look really big. <laughs> and then who knows? Someone might ask us for to play a second show. Um, but we did that. And then we were just like on socials and someone's like, oh, you stay gold booked. We like go through their events and there was nothing announced for that same day. So we just shot them an email. It's like, can we have it? And they said, yeah, okay. Um, you have to give us $3.50 out of every ticket. So you're there. And then it became really real that we'd oh. accidentally booked Stay Gold. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I still can't believe that we pulled that off for our first show. Yeah, at that point, everything just went to overdrive. We're like, okay, we need to write six songs real quick. And then we need to call every favor ever. Yeah. That's incredible. And um, Stay Gold's such a good venue, though, for... For any size band, I think, because the way it's set out is like everyone's kind of front and center. So everyone can see, it can look like, it can look packed pretty easily as well. So those f- f- photographic uh, illusions and stuff like that can, can really help. Absolutely. Just like pull it to the front. And um, so many other sneaky secrets. Um, you know, obviously, when we were looking at doing it at the Toad or the Gas or whatever, 
um, it would just be us and then someone on sound. I don't know, but we were super lucky that who was the sound that day? It was the um, uh-huh. was the guitarist of Better Half. Like had randomly just like been off tour for a day and had said, "Hey, stay gold. I'll do sound that night." Mm-hmm. So we we had really good sound. The best That's sound awesome. known to man, and we on an absolute shot in the dark messaged um, Mel, who does lights, just like best of the best in Melbourne. And we're just like, are you free that night? And she's like, I've never met you in my life. But yeah, all right, I'll, I'll do it for you. Uh, she's part of our crew. Yeah, no. Like, she's our go-to every she, time. She was our like our tour bus driver yeah. and just our like closest friend. Yeah. Um, because we just like took a shot in the dark and said we really, really need someone to do lights because we didn't know we needed one of them. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. Well, that just goes to show you. You just shoot your shot, right? You just send send that message if you if you're out there listening and you you. Not sure if you want to send send something out or you're a bit nervous to just just send that message. It seems to seems to work. <laughs> it's working for you guys yeah. anyway. As if if you say please, um, you know people seem really receptive, and um, we just whenever we ask a favor, we're just like, all right, we're just gonna have to be the nicest to work with and um, somehow get them back. You know? Yeah, I mean that's pretty hectic. So you said you wrote that first track in October. That gig was in Feb, so. Did you Jeez. write all those songs before Feb or how did yeah, you turn so that around? How did we do that? Wow, so how did we do we, that? We met for the first time, like the four of us quasi knew each other, but we met in like July. Oh um, yeah. And then I went away for two months to Europe. And so, and we, so that kind of messed things up a bit. We, we didn't want to do much writing without Brody. And also like two of them lived up country and then two of us lived like, you know, in Melbourne, Melbourne center. Um, so we had like 90 seconds of one song. And then, you know, we got two out. It was in January that we finally went and did pre-pro and that finalized six songs essentially. But yeah, yeah, until a week out, the gig was Feb 10. Until a week out, we were just like, how does the second verse go? Um, (laughs) Let's make some decisions. Yeah, that was a very stressful time, wasn't it? (laughs) I'm really thankful we filmed the whole thing. We got um, John Stokes to film the whole thing because not only was it great to see and it's like, you know, when I'm sad, I watch that. But also the songs just are so different now once they then actually got recorded. And it's really a cool time capsule to see, like, the decisions we made <laughs> in that time crunch. Yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, they haven't really changed much, have they, aside from Faith and Surly. But, like, really thinking back, it's like they have. They've yeah. a lot, haven't they? Like, We, we were really um, we were making decisions on necessity, not what you know would be the best decision so when we could then go and record them we could be like you know what like actually let's make them better mm. yeah i actually love hearing the the demos that bands write so like i'm a big fan of touche amore and and they did their last album they did lament and then they released the demos so you can actually listen to what they went into before they actually went and saw the producer and it's really good to see like how they change the mark or tonally how they sound differently and stuff like that i reckon it's a really cool idea to have that time capsule yeah it's definitely i mean i hate trying to even think about running socials once again we're really lucky that james loves doing that and brody you don't mind it yeah um but james is all across it like he's just he thrives on that but like um the whole like tiktok content of like demo into song i could watch that stuff all night Mm -hmm. um it is so cool being like oh i had this idea and then um, but the the hot tip is just make a friend with a with someone in a band, and if you just show interest once, you'll wake up to like twelve voice memos, and that's how I get my kicks now. Um, <laughs> uh, Rio sends me a bunch of stuff every. They sent me something today, and yeah. Just, oh yeah, you got that as well. Oh, you yeah. got it. T- <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's the best. It does. It's really exciting to have someone be like, this is my freeform nonsense. Then it's six months later. Did he tell you who the guest he was? He wouldn't tell me. No. Ah, uh, bummer. <laughs> Talk later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, wasn't there a bit of a bumpy uh, launch for you guys on, on TikTok? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, misspelling uh. quarterform is our favorite thing. Um, so, yeah, we were quarter from on TikTok. Um, we had the cod. We were Codreform when we played with the beautiful monument. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's not too hard of a word to spell, but like I totally get it. Um, it sounds weird. Yeah, we were Chloroform to all of our friends yeah. for a while. Yeah, I love. It's gonna be maybe a dumb dumb question, but what is Chloroform? Like, I don't know what that is. It's nothing really. No, uh, well, it, it kind of like it means heart shaped, like vaguely, right. I suppose. You know, like a cardioid, you know, mic or a heart, and then yeah, form is in shape. So. If you if you right. can mix a couple of languages together, you get heart shaped. <laughs> oh, nice! I like wow. that. It's emo, it's baby. Cool. Yeah. It's very emo, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, let's just kick on from that. So you obviously played the show. How much later was it that you actually recorded the tracks and the, and the EP started like taking form? Pretty much um, straight up. We, we had a couple of limitations, so we yeah. got some fantastic offers. You know, some shows. Um, and then I went to the Philippines for a couple of weeks and then James had a rib removed because um, he was he was unwell at the time. Mm. So we were recording around that. We recorded over the course of about four or five months, pretty much from March. And then the EP came out October 26. And it, it takes three weeks to put something through, you know, our, our distributor. Um, I we, think we, we got, got down the, to the day. I think we, we got were... the songs back like the day before we submitted them. Well, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were recording just every other day, um, or you know, I think when we were all we had to do left was backing vocals, and then like James got pneumonia, <laughs> or like got a flu, yeah. um, which is why if you listen to Drown with Me and Broken, that's actually Darcy Handley, the drummer of Terror, is doing backing vocals on that song. Oh my god! Because uh, our singer couldn't sing, and I had a little bit of a cold, and I wasn't like ballsy enough to do it. And Tim, who also sings a bit, was just like, nah. <laughs> and we definitely weren't going to ask me. So, so <laughs> yeah, we went external. And so Darcy recorded us. He was up, like he did our pre-pro and does our recording. So he jumped in and he does the harmonies in that. Yeah, and nice. uh, he did a lot of work on Fade and Soul as well. Actually. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's been like an was... absolute gem to have in our corner. Yeah. Sounds like it was pretty hectic pretty much from the get-go. <laughs> Hey, it was, it was, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to complain about it because it was like, I want to stress, this has been the coolest year ever. Mm. Um, you know, we were able to run into state and then drive home and four days later, then play with the beautiful monument who were just you know, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and just even thinking that we could play two shows in four days that people would even want to go to in our first year was like above our expectations of being in a band. We really have been blessed with like amazing crowds. Yeah, which is just unbelievable. I still can't wrap my head around it. I mean, I, I think, um, and I can't remember. I might have met some of you guys at the Sydney show. I can't remember. I think I was also on the back of a big weekend. I think I was in Melbourne for. I think Alira played that weekend in Melbourne. I came down. I can't remember what it was or something. Um, and am I correct in saying that your van broke down at the oh, in Sydney? Yes, it did. Um, the 
we think it was the alternator. Something happened. Tim's no, a mechanic. Well, the fan belt snapped, yeah. didn't Tim, it? Tim's a mechanic or was a mechanic. So he kind of opened it and he went, well, it's, it, oh, can I swear on this podcast? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he was just like, oh, it's fucked, man. And I'm like, all right, cool. Load up. Uh, you just go set up. And then I had to put on my big dad voice. I'm like, call the company and be like, hey, we need a replacement car. <laughs> By the way, we didn't tell you, but we drove it to Sydney. <laughs> Ooh, rough. Um, they crack it? No, it was the shadiest um, car rental place. Like we, it was. We are so broke. Like you, bands are expensive, and when cool things keep happening really quick, you don't have a chance to save money. Um, so to save like three hundred bucks, it wasn't budget or Avis. It was like something I found on rentacar.com or something. Yeah, but we were super <laughs> lucky that like they're actually based out of Sydney, right. and like having a car in Melbourne was like odd so i don't know we we yell and fly. i think i stood outside for like two three hours i missed wild. sound check um they all got to have dinner and it's just me just like chain smoking next to a broken car <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny so you guys have actually been yeah. like as you were saying being blessed with crowds you've done some pretty big support shows like like with terror bad love behind crimson eyes of the beautiful monument and motion below it's pretty we have good played with some amazing bands yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say except, um, yeah, oops, kind of. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously we're, we're good mates with a lot of them. Um, I didn't play the terror show. Um, these guys yeah, did. You're in Philippines. We had Rio from Super Well. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're mates of ours and also um, Paradox Freezer. Um, you know, we run into a lot of those people <laughs> at gigs and they're super lovely. Uh, Motion Below. We're all like intimate friends. I think you know James's partner worked with one of them, and um, I can't keep up. That Tom, guy, he Tom, knows everyone. Yeah, Tom and I went to high school together. Right. Uh, I remember being in like year eleven and being like, "Just wait till we're both like playing gigs together." And just like twelve years later, just that's how long it took yeah, to line one up. Um, and then you know we're super lucky to have like Dal offer us, you know, yeah, shots for like that. The, stay, the 20 years of Dal getting that BCE slot. Mm. Uh, that was a sick email to get. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a really good show. People have been just really willing to give us a chance, which is yeah, really lovely. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it helps where, I mean, you know, pop punk, like a, there's not a heap of pop punk bands in Melbourne, so I think that helps. And then I think just being like just nice guys. And, you know, it sounds like you've just met people through shooting your shot, meeting people, and I guess – people notice that so yeah. it doesn't surprise me at all after talking to you guys that you've had all these opportunities so happy this is recorded once again this th- thing is to play little gratification <laughs> <laughs> um and i will just say actually that gig uh, that you played in sydney i, w- I was I-, I talk a lot of shit about crowds in sydney on this <laughs> podcast um because i just don't think as many people as melbourne come out but there was a fair few people out for that and it was actually quite sick there was, um, and that was a very active crowd. That as well. was so much fun, and there yeah. was a some. I follow them on Instagram now, so I now stalk them. Um, but they bought a Polaroid camera, and they took a bunch of yeah. photos of us on stage, and then handed them to me. And I was yep. like, "Oh no, nice. this is the best!" I would have never thought to have done this, and now yeah. I have little keepsakes. So cool. Yeah, that's cool. And a reasonably generous writer. I think we got like five, six beers each. We we got a lot, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Fuck, that's that's solid. I mean, AM PM shows. Yeah, That's, they've been really they, generous. They've been really good to us, those <laughs> uh, two shows. The current winner, though, is Black Cherry. They gave us 25 drink cards for a four-piece band on <laughs> Thursday night. Weren't like, oh, wow. weren't, like, more than half of us sober that night? Yeah, we were on the drive there. It was a work night. Yeah. So we're just, like, handing out drink cards to anyone who wants one. I like that room that they have at that Black Cherry. 
or the new cherry bar. Like I think it's a good room. It's fun. It's small, but it's fun. Yeah. It's got good parking next to it. it um, does. It does. <laughs> so I park it every does. day for work. <laughs> Is that where you park? Yeah, that's where I park. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, four yeah. bucks hospo parking. It's great. That's really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, so, so I've, I've been. Yeah. Actually, you go, Dave. Oh, um, I was just going to move into the the questions that we kind of ask everyone. So, do you guys remember what your first gig was outside of the band? As in perform or see? See. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was talking about this all, all of this weekend. Um, first one, like, not big, was actually an Ash Hull show, 2009, Heathmont or, like, Scout Hall, and it was beneath the rising tide. And I was actually just super lucky enough to run into Jack from Vov on the weekend, and he was like, I was at that. I think even, like, one of his early bands, like, played that. Oh, wow. um, and then first real one, 2009, Lamb of God, Shadows Fall, High on Fire, Festival Hall. Oh, yeah. oh, and Devil Driver. Yeah, nice. That's a sick show. Wow. I was 15. <laughs> I I don't remember if I saw any local shows before I went to a big show because I wasn't really allowed to go out late and stuff like yeah. without my parents and whatever when I was like 14. Like... um. <laughs> They're gonna listen to this and be like, <laughs> "Really threw under the bus, yeah." yeah. <laughs> no, they were always supportive of me with music and stuff. But um, I I feel like my first actual show was Joe Satriani at the Palais Theatre. That's pretty nuts. It was cool. Like, um, yeah, cool. I went with my dad and a family friend, um, and it was sick. It was just like, as a young guitarist, seeing someone of that caliber and just being like, "Wow." Like this is what I can do with this instrument. Yeah. So I, I went with yeah, the, the the band I was in. So we're all like 14, 15, we'd play like in the music room at lunchtime. Horribly. Um, <laughs> and just seeing like Lamb of God walk out and perform Walk With Me in Hell and like later on perform Grace, which is just Grace is the hugest Lamb of God song, and I'd fight anyone who says any other song. <laughs> um was just ridiculous. And then Devil Driver playing like I've been sober. They, Definitely from like originally like metal roots before we fell into this genre. Um, yeah, it's just like this is nuts. Like the devil is in this room, and I never want to leave. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, that, that's a good segue because I'm keen to know because it sounds like you you both kind of gigs are a little bit different to kind of what you're playing at the moment. What was that like? Like, do you remember getting into music or alternative music for the first time, and what kind of captured you? Um, and what led to this? I guess it's kind of been always there for me like my parents are big music people like um they brought me up on a heavy dose of acdc guns and roses bon jovi Def Leppard, <coughs> and motley crew like that was the soundtrack to my childhood so like like heavy music or like guitar music has just always been there for me like i would go to sleep to the sound of like guns and roses through the wall and, like it was the best thing ever so it's sort of just like falling in love with that and then being like what what are the bands that inspired these bands and what yeah. bands have been inspired from them and just kind of like just going down that rabbit hole like um like oh slash always talks about his love for aerosmith like oh now i found out about all these bands from the 70s and then mm-hmm. like it's t- find out about Avenged sevenfold and they cite guns and roses as an influence it's like oh now i found out about metal and i just kept diving in further and further and further i don't know it's just feel like it's just always been there for me it's kind of i don't know not a very exciting story in that sense where it's like yeah it's just 
I don't know. It's just how it is. I can um, <laughs> I, I can like pinpoint an exact date where a series of decisions made this mess. Um, <laughs> uh, my dad's always played music, and like he bought me my first guitar, and I he like played in bands. But he's always been like. I think he liked heavy music, but he more liked old stuff, you know. So he'd like have like Petra Boys and Enya, and like, but he loved like Regurgitator. Yeah. Um, got into Blur, got into Gorillas like really early. It's funny like hearing Gorillas be huge and fantastic, and like my dad had their first album, you know, in, like two thousand and four. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> my parents got divorced, classic. Um, and my mum and my sister moved to Canberra, and before they, before she, my sister moved, she's two years older than me. She got an iPod which meant she burnt all of her CDs and she didn't need them anymore. And she handed me from under the cork tree, three cheers for sweet revenge and December underground. So AFI, (laughs) my chem and like fallout boy. She's like, I don't need these anymore. These yours. And she handed these to me and I was 11. And (laughs) here we are, buddy. (laughs) I think we had a similar kind of experience in that sense. Cause like, yeah, I grew up on all this, like, like hair metal and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was when I heard, Panic at the Disco, I write Sins Not Tragedies on MTV that I was like, oh, this is my music. Yeah, I remember hearing mm-hmm. like uh, Love Like Winter on December Underground or, you know, the first time I heard um, of all the gin joints in the world and just being like, this is nuts. Yeah, for me, it was like <laughs> this ain't a scene, it's an arms race. And I was just like, yeah. this is not my parents' music anymore. This I found something for me. Yeah, yeah stumbled across like All American Rejects. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just like, this is so cool, man. They're in drop D. <laughs> that's so heavy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I think it's the same. Like that's <clears throat> definitely how I kind of got into music around that time as well. Um, and it was such a big deep dive of music that came out with all those records. It yeah, it hasn't been the same since for me. Hundred percent. Like we still name check all of those records so often. Oh, um, James and I met at a ten year anniversary of the Mayday Parade album. Um, oh damn. Which was super nuts. Like we went to like three of them in a row. They played oh, whatever. The, I think the Green Album self-titled. Ten years of that, and then like fifteen uh, yeah. years of whatever. The lesson, lesson in romantics. In romantics. Yeah. And yeah, James and I had been messaging, and he's like, "Look for the tall guy." And since the average like age and crowd there was like sixteen and four foot nothing, James <laughs> is like six six, and I'm six foot, so we're just like two giants at the Croxton. Surrounded by tiny girls, just <laughs> screaming along to miserable at best. Yeah, it's the best. I was at that Sydney show and it was just fucking unreal. Oh, so much fun. Wait, so how long how long have you guys all known each other? <laughs> like long. like June June last year? Yeah. That's nuts. That's insane. What, so maybe a little bit earlier, maybe like two months before or a month before that. Yeah, and we've we've had some meet I, I left in June yeah. for Europe. So Brody and Tim went to high school together, or kind of. Yeah, we did a music performance TAFE course together in year eleven. Year would have been year eleven. And and we've all been in a million rooms at the same time. Like we can all name check that we were at Columbus's <laughs> last show. We all know we we're at Night and Day. We all know we we're at Unify. Like uh, even Tim was working merch the night at the Columbus's gig. Yeah. And so I definitely spoke to him when I went and looked at merch. Um, mm. But yeah, we officially Brody and I got added to the fold in like March April. James and Tim met properly at night and day. Wow. Well, yeah. So it's all kicked off pretty quickly. Yeah, now we all live together and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. No, yeah, I think so. I mean, who initiated the band then? Like who, because I think I've read stuff through socials and 
Was it James that kind I of kicked like it you'd off? Say James. It, it's all James. James yeah. was the one. As I was just saying, he wanted to be in a band. He moved from Shepparton to be in a band. Yeah. He, he just wants to be in music. Whereas but he's from Shepparton. <laughs> yeah. He's don't, gonna, don't tell him that. He's gonna hate that we said that out loud. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he wanted to make a band more than anything. Um, Tim had essentially put down the tools. He'd been in a, a pretty good band, Dooney Way, beforehand. Hmm. Um, and then when that band had wrapped up, he had essentially gone, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do it anymore. And I had just left my old band um, and wasn't 100% sure if I was going to keep doing music anymore. And then they met and put on the silly goose, you know, hey, we're looking for two guitarists. And oops. It was kind of like a last hurrah for me as well. I'd been in bands that have dissolved and have had really bad experiences with some not so kind people. And um, I was kind of just a bedroom <coughs> guitarist for a while. Like, oh, I would like to make music, but I can't find any people to do it with me. And I saw the post go up on Silly Goose and everyone vouching for James in the comments. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. You know, two weeks later, we're in a re- rehearsal studio and um, it was the night after, well, the morning after our first Kiss Festival. Oh, right. And both oh, both God. James and Tim had gone up and done guesties for Terra for a song. And okay. then from what I hear, the Veronicas opened up their rider and left. Um, oh, really? So those two were barely human. And they're like, we're here to audition you. And like, we walk in and they're like, we're sorry, we can't audition. <laughs> we can't breathe. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and it's been true love ever since. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's good to know that some of those posts, because I see you see a few of those posts go up, and you don't actually know if it results in anything. It's pretty cool to know that like a band actually did come from from one of those. Hundred yeah, percent. That's it's, it's nice. It speaks to the community that we have. Like we have a good community here for music. <coughs> Sorry, I agree. And it must be hard to to kind of when a band dissolves to kind of. I know some people are really good at it, but it's like getting back on the horse straight away and it's kind of like mm. putting the past behind you and those bad experiences it's, uh, shows a lot to you guys' characters to kind of like give it another go because it sounds like it was pretty rough early on. Oh, yeah, it can really suck. I think one of the, the – I you know, I still talk to my old band and I I do love them all, um, you know, it just it's a different time, a different place. But I remember coming home from a gig – and I lived in this like small room that had, you know, my bed and my desk and then like a wardrobe and then I'd have my amp and my guitar set up and I had to make that decision. I would have more room in my room if I put my guitar and amp in the cupboard, you know, mm-hmm. or it can stay out so I can keep practicing and writing. And I was just like standing in the room, like paralyzed, like, oh no, <laughs> am I quitting music? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really kind of horrifying. <clears throat> Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and one thing that we've obviously, so Dave and I, we've been doing this podcast now for in our second year. Uh, and I think talking to more and more bands, I mean, we're really fascinated on how bands write music. So for you guys, is it a, is it a collective effort where you're all contributing or is it one of you probably writes a bit more? Like how do you, how's the writing process for you guys? Kind of depends on the song, yeah. doesn't it? Ch- changing every day. Um, you know, we're hoping that this year's releases will be, so next year's releases will be different or taking on new things and, I mean, even today, Brody put in the most killer demo that we've had in a while, which I'm really <laughs> excited for. Um, but a large volume of the EP was really helmed by Tim. Um, Tim is just a creative visionary. He's a he will listen. He never listened to much pop punk or emo, 
per se before this. He was yeah. more in like your Dune Rats, your Skeggs kind of energy. He loved Violent right. Soho. Yeah. So he'd never listened to Neck Deep at all, um, which was crazy. So we went, oh, just chuck on Life's Not Out to get you. You're going to really like this. And he absorbed the album and I was out at the pub with some friends and he just sent a drive link and he's like, like this? And that was Dreamland. Um, oh, wow. Like, it was like, like a day, not even a day. Um, so he really is the the nut in the middle <coughs> of these songs and it's our mm. job to pull them apart, stop him from overgoing into some sections or like getting too caught up in his things. We just like pull and expand. Yeah. Um, he's very good at like creating a structure and having like the chord progression pretty much like mapping out the skeleton of the song and then we can come in and like fill in bits and like take cool things. Yeah. yeah. And we write complete wordless skeletons and then they get lyrics on top at the moment. Yeah. But that's also something that we're really, we, we don't want to accidentally say that's how we do things now. Um, a couple of the songs on the EP are made from other people's ideas. Songs that just haven't made the cut yet um are from other people's ideas and we really want to make sure that we do some lyric first songs because they can come from a different angle mm. um this year we've all learned how to use recording software heaps better so that we can all yeah. get better at it when the b- right. band started it was just like half of us poking at reaper trying to figure out how any of this works well i mean let's go back to when we first started i was sending voice memos on my phone of me playing guitar <laughs> my latest demo has 12 guitar tracks playing at the same time oh wow. 12 different tones yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and i don't know why but james really wanted to use ableton instead or yeah he uses something different to us and we all use reaper <laughs> we just didn't know what we were doing um but yeah every day we learn more and more and we've worked with some really smart people and just like looking over their shoulder we can learn a few more things and yeah so I'm hoping to really, I don't know, figure out more and more exciting ways to do it. But at the moment, my job as, I don't know what I do in this band, but also just as Tim's housemate is <laughs> I come home and he's making weird noises and I'm like, hey, buddy, have you eaten? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's really cool. I, I kind of love that he's got that punk angle though because like pop punk and punk are not too dissimilar, but they, yeah, the the structures are, are really good and you can kind of hear that a little bit in the, in the structures mm. of the songs, but you guys are there to, to kind of popify it, I guess, <laughs> in, like push it in the yeah, best direction. I, I'm the one to punkify it, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the, the off, the offbeat, like punk strumming. Um, we are, we're pulling that out of Brody's hands a lot of the time. Uh, but in these newer <laughs> songs, we're like, actually, you know what? Let's like slip it back in. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone comes from a, a cardinal direction adjacent to punk. Yeah, very different yeah. kind of. So it's, yeah. it's, it's really, really nice. Like we haven't figured out how to add a cock rock solo yet, but we know <laughs> it's coming. Uh, we listened to too much My Chem for it not to happen. Fuck yeah. I'm I love a big, big bluesy kind of riff or solo. It's the best. Yeah. No, it's really cool. And I think, I mean, we're excited for what you guys are doing next. It sounds like you guys are experimenting. And I think that's what's really cool about pop punk, especially over the years, how it's come in and out and how bands have changed. Yeah. I think you can do whatever you want with it. And I think that's what's exciting. So It's become such a broad genre, which is amazing because yeah. it used to be yeah, you, in such a little box. You say it in the same way you say rock now. Yeah, it's such a huge thing yeah. now. Like, like you know, know, bands that fuse it with like hip hop and trap and it's great. You yeah. know, bands that fuse it with metal and it's great. Yeah, you can't it's compare so Bellhaven to Offset Vision. 
You know, one's one's doing easy call but and are the coolest dudes in the say world. Pop punk, They're pop punk. Like that's Bell Haven are killing it with these like piano based like mm. power jams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so really, really it's it's hopefully it's the seventh awakening of pop punk. <laughs> the seventh awakening. <laughs> Fuck, I'm here for it. I don't know if I'm still here for pop punk, but you guys are killing it. <laughs> I'm kind of exactly. out of my I'm out of my pop punk phase. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we've got some we've got some heavier ones coming right. as well. Yeah, we've got a few breakdowns. We've got some sad ones. We can it's coming. Ones. We 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 definitely um we're saying pop punk now and we actually had a not a meeting, but kind of like we we're eating a pizza and just like having a chat about it. That's so pop punk. Yeah, that's so good. Um, <laughs> And we're like, I guess we're a pop punk band, but in the first year, we were kind of always saying emo, emo slash yeah, pop punk. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and in my heart, we're an emo band. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, we're saying pop punk for exactly that. It's like, it's, 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 it's broad and, you know, people might say, okay, well, you might fit on this lineup. But like, yeah. in my heart, I want to be an emo band and <clears throat> I still want to do a lot of things like that. But I think like, look at like Blink, right? Emo, like pop punk band, obviously. No, they well, but, they themselves a punk rock band. Hey, well, I mean, like Enema of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is so pop punk. But then That's Untitled so is so emo. It's so the best emo. album so ever made. It shows how much you can do in the genre. I think with just one band. So we can be an emo band. <laughs> it's fine. Well, we talked about we AFI asked. earlier. We last week we were actually <laughs> talking about the progression of AFI. So they they've done pretty much Unreal, everything. Yeah. Mm. They're so good. And I, I need to probably give them more time again outside of high school. Absolutely. Have you listened to Crash Love? Probably not. Such an underrated album. It's my favorite. It came after December Underground, so it kind of flopped. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. But it's so after killer. This. It's, it's killer. Dave and I have been having some intense debate around what era of AFI we think is better, but we're not going to get into that no. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in short, I fly the sing Sorrow Flag, but Phil's December Underground. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a bit more emo. I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. it's more, it's more underground. Jam. is just bangers all the way through. Like, when, when your is single is your just... worst song, um, you know, you've <laughs> done something right. And Miss Murder is cool, but Miss Murder is nothing compared to the rest of that album. Yeah, that's true. Dave, Dave's crying inside right now. He's hating this. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you guys. I respect the album. I respect the album, but yeah, I prefer the early stuff, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. And I'm sure, like, you know, it's the same type of, like, energy as the people who are like, yeah, I love my chem, but put down the Black Parade. Like, people mm-hmm. are just like, there is so much my chem outside of the Black Parade that rips. Yeah. Well, like, I talk all the time on, on this pod that, although I think Black Parade's probably my favourite album, I hardly listen to it compared to their other stuff. Like, it probably ranks at the bottom of stuff I go back to listen to again, just because all their other music just slaps. Yeah, absolutely. And when it's already like imprinted in your brain, you're like, I don't need to do famous last words right now. You know what I haven't heard in a while? Like mm. Danger Days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I slept on that album for so long. I've always loved Planetary Go. I remember when that came out. It was a huge song for me. But that album, I just <coughs> never got around to it until this year. Oh, dude. Oh, so I know, good. I know. So good. It, it aged very well, and I hope a lot more people go back to it because I still think there's a lot of people that just shit on that record, but... They do. I, I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty good segue into, I mean, talking around how like wide of, of a, how wide pop punk can go. And I guess your, your list that you've brought us today is, is so good. We'll say before we recorded um, so many bangers here. 
Appreciate that. <laughs> Talk to us through, I guess, the theme and how you pick these songs before we get into specific tracks. Um, so there's four of us in the band and you asked for five songs um, and we knew that that wasn't enough. So, and also, you know, you're only talking to the two of us and I can't speak for Tim and I can't speak for James. So what we did is we found three songs that we think represent what the band was doing and what the EP was doing and really mm-hmm. what we've been doing on repeat, what we've been sending to each other. And then both Brody and I picked one song that still fits the theme, um, but he's doing a job of catching a bit more uniquely our perspective. Right. So yeah. the first three is the band and then we've got one each on the back end. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Because um, like... I, throwing a band that's not even in this list right now, but we just knew that if James was here, he'd be screaming about Youth Fountain and how people oh, yeah. they are. Um, and Youth Fountain are great, but they are not on this list because I can't say shit about Youth Fountain. <laughs> I don't know anything about Youth Fountain. I know they sound good. Um, so we tried to do things that we can like, actually argue about why they're good. We'll have to um, get some of the other boys on to come back because I'd love to talk about Youth Fountain. I think they're a very <laughs> underrated band. <laughs> I uh, think yeah, James could do that all day. Yeah, just dropped an album or something. He sent it to me like six times. The fun thing to do with James is to get a request from him, not listen to it, and six <laughs> weeks later, listen to it, put it in the chat and say, how good's this? And he's like, I sent that to you. That's literally us, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I did that uh, to him today with um, what, Bear, Bear, Bear Claw? Bear, Bear Claw? Bear, what was it? The, Bear Claw Club or something? Adelaide pop punk band. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, this is so cool, man. He's like, dude, I legitimately just said this to you. <laughs> That's literally my joke. That's my go-to. I do, I'm sorry, Dave. I, I, there's so much music to try and listen to. It's fine. Uh, I only do it on purpose sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first song we've got is uh, Gold Steps by Neck Deep off uh, Life's Not Out to Get You. So, the- What a track. <clears throat> I mean, you started up here. like, the, yeah. I mean, modern day pop punk, this is... This is the song, right? Well, that, that's exactly the point of like why we picked it. Yeah. Because we wanted to kind of take modern day pop punk and like. And, you know, when we were sitting before this, we were like, what did we send again? Let's have a quick look again. <laughs> um, and just looking at that album, you know, you start with like Citizens of Earth, Threat Level Midnight, Can't Kick Up the Roots, you know, and banger, 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 banger. But then Gold Steps comes on and it's obviously it's the titular song. Yeah. And it just bangs so hard. And, like, you're exhausted with how strong that album is. And then Gold Step still delivers. Um, and, yeah, this is what Tim listened to and went, oh, I can do this and wrote Dreamland. Um, and it's it's perfect. We saw them play a couple of weeks ago at the Forum. Yeah. Um, the whole band went together, plus all our friends. And um, it was the best night, just, like, drinking neck deep. That was so much fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the same up here in Sydney. It was just one of the best shows as well. Like, I've seen them a few times and it was just so good. And, I mean, the crowds are so good. I just love pop punk gigs. I think they're so fun. Absolutely. Uh, You know, we're lucky because no one tries to grope me, which is nice. Um, (laughs) But, like, yeah, they were so high octane. Um, They were huge. Uh, It was like a 17, 18 song set. It was big. Yeah. Yeah. And they were delivering the whole way. I mean... Tim was saying that he didn't do as many fills as he does in the recordings. Um, and I was like, ah, sorry, man, must suck to suck. But um, <laughs> guitar-wise and performance-wise, vocally, it was killer. Yeah, it was killer. And uh, they're the gold standard, um, Neck Deep. They're the goats uh, for yeah. this wave of pop punk. They're there for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy to think that some people would be like, oh, state champs do it better. They're wrong. 
Um, I, I've, I've never met a person that says that. Thank you. Remember, because I'll, I think it was I'll, like I'll rip in. <laughs> it was like Unify Number Two or Unify Number Three had both bands. Um, and yeah, you know, they were both on like the Sunday afternoon or the Saturday afternoon at like I don't know five p.m. You know, sun wasn't quite down yet. Mm. And people were like, oh, no, state champs should be, should be higher. I'm like, who are you? I've <laughs> <laughs> never heard such a wrong opinion. I can't get into state champs, but I, I love Neck Deep, so that might say yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we, we as a band don't really listen to state champs. I think The Finer Things is an incredible album. I think Frozen was a good song. Uh, was that off of- It's on the, the, the gold album with the, with the Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't um, mind that record. Yeah, but like no, secrets ne- on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next deep, unbelievably tough. We're all frothing for this new album um, so much. We've been listening to "We Need More Bricks" yeah. back to back for, for the last couple yeah. weeks. Can't wait. Um, that song has grown on me. Like I, at this time, I was like, "Oh, this isn't as good as the other tracks." Like, hundred you know, percent. I didn't. But then it just like, kept going and going. I think each song that's come out, I've been ready to be disappointed, and I've listened to it, and I've gone, "Okay, this could work." And then a day later, I'm like, oh, "I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I'm awake now. Here it is. Yep, great song." <laughs> Um, I don't know, just delayed hit on each song. Yeah. i got a question. Did you guys like all distortions are intentional? Uh, um, you can say no, it's fine. It's a bit of a no, spicy no, question. No, no, no. I definitely don't hate it. I When it came out, I listened to it and I was sort of like, uh, it's not really hitting for me. And then they did like a lockdown sessions, like live recording yeah. where there's like five of the songs on it. And uh, it was amazing. And so I went back to it and I was like, all right, enjoy this. But I think the reason I didn't really like it is the production didn't have as much dynamics as I would like. Hmm. And so the songs didn't hit in the same way. You don't get that, that, that feeling you get, you know, when there's good dynamics and you get big, whether it's a big bass drop or you hmm. know, the song levels out a lot, you get low sections. It wasn't that, that volume increase or decrease. Yeah, I'd, I'd say no, I didn't like it. At the time, I thought it sounded like a Green Day album. Like it just, mm. and not a good Green Day album, a yeah, right. bad Green Day album. <laughs> it just sounded it's more, a bit like, it's yeah, more of those than... autopilot sort of background music. It was all yeah. very flat. But I think a lot of that is the production because if you listen to the songs individually, there's a lot. Yeah. To kind of unpack that, especially live as well. Well, live they were great. I, I kind of wanted yeah. more songs from it live. I thought it, it was quite good, but it's always an interesting question to ask Nick Deep fans because I think the new songs, especially, feel like they've just balanced all of their kind of sounds, and it yeah. works. Um, but yeah, yeah. We were trying to guess actually because when we were Young Fest is like I don't know at a point in the future, um, <clears throat> and they're playing Last Night Out to Get You Front to Back, and they said that they're playing a song that has never been performed. Yeah, live. I was like, I wondered what that was too. Right, we have no idea. Like we were, we're like each of these songs are a banger. Um, what hasn't been performed live? I'm guessing Rock Bottom, but I don't no know. Way, it's too good. It's a great song. It's good find it on Setlist FM. I actually don't know what song they wouldn't have played off this record. Yeah, I just it's we were. That's been going on in the chat for the last six hours. Yeah. Are you looking at Cellist FM, Dave? Can you can you check that? Can you legitimately search song that hasn't been you played? You can see how many songs have been played, how many times they've been played. Oh, cool. Fuck, let's All do right. it. I'm keen to know. Cue the elevator music. That's right. Brody's getting his dinner anyway. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I don't know how to use this fucking website, Dave. You can do it. Um, all right. So it'd be handy if they... Oh, the, look at this one. Oh, what'd you get? 
Oh, it says right here. Uh, they have played Rock Bottom 105 times. Um, That's good. Rock Bottom is such a good song. What is, is it? 105. 105. Wow. Not nearly enough, to be honest. God, They've only played The Beaches things. for Lovers once. Maybe that, that was a right. maybe it was a miss miss enter and they've never played it. Like yeah, I mean, who it. writes for Setlist FM? It's fans, it's just us, right. isn't it? People, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, no, I think it's got to be that. Yeah, Which makes sense. It's, it would be a weird song to play live. Such Apparently, they played it once at Summit Music Hall in Denver in 2016. Who knows? Maybe they didn't. Anyway, I don't know. Feels right to me. Tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> Learning um, with quarter form. <laughs> well, fuck. Let's load that track up and plus the next one, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about them on the other side. Yeah. 
Sweet. So at the top there, we had Gold Steps by Neck Deep, followed by another banger, Corrine by Trophy Eyes. Um, I was a bit surprised to see this one. Talk to us about this. It's a banger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like we all love Trophy Eyes a lot, but you're the one with the tattoos. So yeah, I, I, I would, I would die for Trophy Eyes. Fuck, what, um, what tattoo have you got? I've got the... Um, hold on, I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, sick. Nice. <laughs> um, no, this is a great album. Once again, this is a... Much like Gold Steps is a catch-all for Neck Deep, Chlorine is the catch-all for Trophy Eyes, but it felt more suitable to put on an older song because it's made what we've written, whereas their new album fucks so hard front to back. Yeah. That came out the day we were driving to Sydney. Um, so two oh, eight-hour drives, and we are just front to backing that and having sad times. Really it was fantastic. Um, I'm not going to pretend I was an early adopter to Trophy Eyes. I didn't come in until... Chemical Miracle. Um, That's fine. Like, I think I had on my watch later on my YouTube, someone had sent me a recommendation to like, was it May 24? Mm-hmm. Which I just oh, like yeah. never opened until like five years later. And I was like, oh, I could have been cool. I could have been so cool. <laughs> um, but like, wow, what a song. What a construction. Mm-hmm. Um, what a really smart use of a clean high riff. What fantastic guitar in the bridge. Uh, a mode of evocative lyrics. Super smart spaced guitar in the verses yeah it's definitely for me like the guitar work in that song and that album as a whole has hmm. been something that i go to as inspiration when we're writing i think people default to john's lyrics and vocal performances because they're really good but it is a really really talented band and an incredibly hard-working drummer um oh. and actually i'll pin that um we're never going to recommend a song with an easy drum bit. Like every one of these songs, <laughs> the drummer is working. Um, and I, th- I think we like to do that as well. But I think we all like it when, you know, the drum tells you exactly where to go in a song. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think, you know, Gold Steps did it um, for sure. But wow, yeah, we we love Trophy Eyes. We do. We, we do. actually tried to get the support. That was my, uh, my birthday as well. So like the email was oh. like, Pretty please, can we support you in Frankston um, would be a really big deal. And, like, they replied back, like, same day. That was like, we've already picked someone. Um, and in their defense, it's chasing ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we can't beat that. And um, mm. it was probably a great show. But um, that, oh, that would have been the best birthday present ever. Or just, day. like, faded into the ether. We'll do it one day. <laughs> yeah, I so, think yeah. Trophy Eyes will pick up. I mean, they, they tour all the time. I reckon you'll have your chance. Oh, fingers crossed. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Like, they are such a complex think... band, aren't they, though? So, like, listening to you talk about it now, I'm thinking back, like, like they're not simple songs. Like, they're, they're very complex and, and people do focus on the vocals and the and the lyrical content. But, like, the unpack it from, from the other angle, from the musical angle. Like, even the new one is is really, really well done. It's, it's like, very well layered and everything. Absolutely. Like, um, people like you, um, Blue-Eyed Boy is a really great example. I mean, besides the guitar work being just fascinating in that song, um, the riff stays really consistent and the guitar work stays really consistent across the whole song. The only thing that changes is the emphasis on on the drums on like the ones and fours. And so he tells you how to feel the song and coming in with that big one, two, three, four, um, it's super cool. Um, I've got an unbelievable amount of respect for how they write their music and um, mm-hmm. hope to just steal a glimmer of, of, of what they do. 
This yeah. is cool. I've, yeah. I've never heard of people talk about like the drums that way. And you guys aren't even drummers. So, I mean, like, it's it's amazing that you guys kind of have that. Uh, <laughs> we're we're just for it. too nerdy about it. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my hobbies include uh, over-explaining bands to girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, preferably when we're watching another band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um. But it's so true. I mean, I, I think all the times I've seen Trophy Eyes and even a lot of these bands, to be honest, that we'll keep talking to. Um, and I love watching drummers. Like, I think they work so hard um, and I don't know how they, they keep it all together. Um, but especially this record, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, fuck, it makes sense. And yeah. the fact that you talk about, like, the instrumentals outside of the lyrics, and I think with this record, everyone talks about John's vocal performance as well as, like, the subject matter of all these tracks. But the way you kind of talk about the music there like dave and i we always talk about music just making us feel stuff you take lyrics away you can still feel it and i've never thought of the drums that way yeah it's um yeah it's definitely dictating the speed and uh, i don't know like i play guitar mainly and when james needs a breath i'll like sing a word but i'm fighting tooth and nail every day to play less guitar and like that's a very um i think i stole that approach from from tom DeLong. it was just like play play less guitar to make a song better and so funny because i'm like i want to play more guitar you can you can have it i, yeah. I, I want to be like sinister gates like up on the front of the stage just like sweet picking for 45 minutes uh my dad came to our last show it was the first time he's come to a quarter form show and um he's like a big fan but also my harshest critic and he's you know very supportive of me being in a band but, like, the only comment I got, like, the next day, like, via Facebook message was just, like, Brody does a lot more than you. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, there's bits where you were tuning. And I'm like, yeah, for, like, four seconds, dude. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you enjoy, like, having the freedom to sort of, like, just just chill. Like, you know, not chill. because like you're, wor- you're working hard. But, yeah, you want to dance. And like I, I do as well. But like, if I'm not working my fingers hard, I am bored. Yeah, you start like, climbing things. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I need that. Like I need to be, like challenged every time I play a song. Otherwise, I just I get too bored. Don't know what it is. I can't help it. It's good balance. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's really interesting because talking about songs breathing, it reminded me. Um, of a story I heard about the first Have Heart record. I'm not sure if you guys are into that. But um, they went in to record um, the second one and the producer's like, let's listen to the songs. And so they played the songs and he's like, did you know that you sang for 90% of that last record? Let's maybe bring it down a little bit so these songs can breathe, so the instruments can play a part two. And it, absolutely it's, um by like, pave paradise is a, a top 10 song of all time yeah. um but we we had to do exactly that with james yeah. um we had to be like hey you know that's your sixth verse dude can you not <laughs> like um, <laughs> taking three breaths this song because <laughs> then he comes to me and he's like hey can you hit this one live and i'm like what why do we even have it no um <laughs> uh yeah no it's it is crazy how much we accidentally you know, there's four of us in this band. There's so many people in so many bands. And we're just like, but what's the vocalist doing right now? It's like, who cares, man? Like, mm. yeah, we've got so many cool instruments. You can make so many cool noises. Yeah. Huh. I've never heard that story before, Dave. You haven't? Oh, it's a really good one. Yeah. I hope Have Heart are doing, you know, all right. I hope, you know, we're they're waking up right now somewhere in America. I hope they have a good day. 
Yeah. Me too. Yeah, just uh, one of many bands, I hope. Just get back together and <sighs> I, could, come I think they broke up, you know, before before I had hairs on my body. You know, I don't I don't know the exact timeline, but like Half Heart was always that band that cooler people in the higher year levels would be playing and I'd be like, I don't know what this is, but I feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. I actually need to ask actually one more trophy eyes question. Were you at their um album launch show for this record? Where um Columbus played Our Past Days? No. Oh my god, I wish. What? No, no. Did oh, I not know about that? Our they, past they did days? they did two. They did that was the first one they played at Northcote and then they did one later in the year with the heartaches at um, the corner. Oh, trophy eyes um, heartaches. That's I was at that one. Um, yeah, I, I actually still have uh, that horrible blue tie dye shirt with trophy eyes oh, yeah. print. I still got that. Um, but yeah, so I got into them because it was the Triple J feature album. Yeah, oh, yeah and that okay. that's how I heard trophy eyes. So they'd already launched it. Yeah, actually, yeah, I don't think I I saw trophy eyes at Unify, the Unify after this album. That's. Oh, yeah. when they played like during the day. Yeah. That's when they were back yeah. to back with Columbus. Yeah. We all love Columbus so much. Yes. Yeah, so but much. The, the meteoric rise of Trophy Eyes and then the, you know, the direction that Columbus went, it's so crazy. Two bands that were, you know. So crazy. Just splitting so dramatically. Yeah. But anyways. Um, also, the next Rip tra- Heartaches. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, the Heartaches. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Are they done? Are they? They're breaking up. They're doing a final tour right now. Oh, I didn't um, know that. But they they were goaded as well. Oh, look, uh, I only really listened to their one. They had one record that I listened to a lot. Uh, Pheromones. Yeah, Pheromones and, is really good. And that Mess is really good as well. Um, they're they're really smart construction. They're Plays in really weird too. open tunings, which means you can't like sit there and play them at home to you know. I'm not, I'm yeah. not tuning a guitar to whatever tuning that is. Oh, they released a record this year and they're breaking up. That sucks. Anyways. So the next song is Empty Space by The Story So Far. The people who, Phil, you say re-kicked off the, the pop punk era. I, 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 my take, and it's not, a, it's not a spicy take. I think other people have this take. But I think Neck Deep, Last Night Out To Get You, is like the pinnacle of this new wave. I don't even know if it's a new wave anymore. This record's like nearly 10 years old. But... Um, I feel like story so far with under um, under soil and roots is like if that didn't happen, pop punk wouldn't have happened again. I think they did start it, the revival. They're just so good, um, you know. Not obviously in this country, and we were pretty young, but I can't imagine what scene they were in. But they're killers, um, yes. and you know uh, our song Harvey Dent is literally this song with just enough in bloom by neck deep sprinkled in um to make it palatable they're so good the story so far um we were lucky enough to see them before last year's good things at suki uh tim and i went we were there too we were there too yeah that was so good (laughs) i was the guy whose phone went flying in the pit at one point and dave had to find it (laughs) oh good stuff actually no i think yeah, that rings a bell. Was, I definitely remember, you know, when everyone does the dropped phone and pushes you yeah. back into a big circle. Yeah, that's probably me. I feel like I was in that yeah. circle. So yeah. we call Phil Tsunami Phil because he'll just put his arms out because he's like six foot five and he just moves the whole <laughs> pit just with his arm. Like he just, yeah, it's so good to see. It's not just because I'm, I'm tall. I'm a big boy. So it just happens. <laughs> 
You'd be a great man cannon. I could see you standing like 30 people back at good things and just launching kids. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, <about> it. <laughs> Um Yeah, uh, just what a fantastic show that was. Um, yeah. Seeing like what, four or five of them just squished into the corner that is Sookie. Yeah, um, speaking of fantastic drummers, um, story so far, Weapons, yeah. uh, hardest working drummer. I think he now plays bass now because he can't drum anymore and it's a new drummer. Oh, um, really? Is that what they did? Because I didn't know like what they were doing that, with after Kellen left, so... I think he plays bass for them now. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, what what absolute killers. And this is this is the catch-all for every single Story So Far song ever, because otherwise all five songs on this would probably just be different Story So Far songs. Yeah. Um, I mean, you picked a good one. I think this this record, especially in this song, is just just takes me back to high school. Yeah, once a fortnight, we like meet up for like, I don't know, like a band practice or something. Um and we take it in turns being at either this house or at Brody and James's house. And uh, when Tim and I are driving, it's this album. This is exactly how long it takes to drive from our house to their house. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. so cool. It's, it's wow. so good. It's dedication. You guys love Story So Far so much. Yeah. So <laughs> much. So when do you guys stand on No Pressure? I <laughs> didn't <laughs> like it. You just mentioned this. Yeah, today. I said this today. I was like, No Pressure is <laughs> shit. Like um, yeah, it doesn't do much for me. I, I guess I'm not going to say I love skate punk. You know, I've got times and places. We all played Tony Hawk's. Um, but it didn't sit for me until I heard Save Your Spot. And yeah. I was enamored by that really smart riff. It's like hammering an open string and then just like sliding up on the D string. Super interesting. And then chords are changing underneath it. Uh, also, yeah. they're just really evocative lyrics. Once I fell in love with Save Your Spot, I looked at the rest of the album a lot kinder. Yeah, you're right. But I would finish any album and Spotify would be like, no pressure next. And I'd be like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually, that happened to me. I was like, who is this band? I was getting attacked by no pressure yeah. and it made me just not want to do it. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, Spotify's weird like that, isn't it? Where it just like, you've listened to this one band, here's this one other adjacent band. Just, just have every other song by them. Instead of something else. I yeah. had that with Throne as well when they came out with... Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you couldn't, couldn't go anywhere without hearing Throne. Good yeah. thing is Throne fucks so dude, hard. I love Throne. Um, oh, dude. Grey out. Yeah. Just hits oh, so different. God. You should... you got to listen to... Um, no Pressure released a song called Say What You Mean. And I think it's the No Pressure song that half of it is just a story so far song, yeah. more so than any of their other stuff. Yeah. I feel like they try to keep doing this hardcore thing, which is a bit more, you know, doesn't really go up and down. It's just like a hardcore song. But then at the end, it just feels like a story so far song. You should check it out. I will, absolutely. Because, yeah, I think it's really weird. You know, Tim was trying to sell me on No Pressure. He's like, dude, there's 10 tracks. The whole EP only goes for 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's not a selling point, dude. <laughs> No pressure is the story so far for hardcore boys that don't want to like pop punk. That's that's my that's my take for me. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, I've got a lot of time for for hardcore, um, but I like my hardcore hardcore and my pop and my skate punk skated. Yep. All right, well let's uh, let's queue up um, empty space and we've got one after that, and then we're on to the uh, last bracket.
Okay, so at the top there we had the story so far with Empty Space, and then after that we had Blink-182 with Going Away to College. So tell us about Blink. I mean, the definitive pop-punk band, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Blink is like, I always go back to Blink when we're writing, because like, if you're ever stuck for something, like... Blink's done it before, you know. They'll they'll mm. guide you where you need to go. Yeah, like, it's, it's the Simpsons did it kind of joke. Yeah, mm. um, you know, you're saying I'm not sure if it's a secret on the pod. You're saying how old you are. Oh, yeah. um, I have an older brother who's your age, and we shared a room until I was eight or nine. Yep. So you know, I was two, and um, the Blink live album was 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 a given. Yeah, mm. and they're the best. Oh, you know, they see on TikTok they'll have. Uh, like girls playing one second of Taylor Swift songs and their friend will be guessing it. I'll do <laughs> yeah. that with every Blink song right now. Yeah, I reckon you'd be able to do it. Um, yeah. They're the best and they're the best for a reason. That that album, yeah. Like Enemy of the State was a big thing for me, like always, but like especially during this EP because like I'm, we're both kind of big rhythm players in guitar, but I've kind of fallen into a primarily lead spot for a lot of these songs. Yeah, at the time when we were writing them, we were like, you do lead. No, you do lead. Yeah. Um, and, and Brody has picked up probably more of them now, but we we 
we take it in turns because we our our idol guitar players don't play leads. Okay. Like yes and no for me. Like like my the slash is the guitarist that got me into playing guitar, and like you know I love lead guitar, but um yeah I was never I just never learned how to play it or write it properly, so that's why Blink was great when writing this EP. I would always sit with like Enemy of the State and listen to Tom's leads because they're simple, they're easy, but they're effective. So it's like, how mm. can I use that? And Going Away to College is a great example of that. I mean, yeah. learning how to play that. I used to play in a Blink-182 cover band in high school. The first band I like ever played in. so cool. Like year 11, year 12, we'd play at 17th and 18th birthday parties. There was three of us. Payment was a slab. <laughs> and <laughs> like I look back, you know, when I was then, it was the best time of my life. Five years later, I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. Five years later again, I'm like, that was the best time of my life. <laughs> um, and like learning how to play that song, Kehu on two, bunch of open notes, genius riff, second verse, hammering those, like that little galloping riff. It's genius. It's great construction. Yeah. can still play it in your sleep. You can play it with your guitar around your knees. Yeah, and that's what's great about Blink. Like I think Tom said it, that they wanted to write basically um, – like lullabies, but to rock music. It's just like simple songs that are mm. so catchy and easy to get stuck in your head and easy to play. And like, I think that's a great thing about pop punk. Like, keep it simple and just make it really effective and like catchy. Yeah. And and it's when awesome. we write a riff, and then you know, when when whenever you write a song or whenever we write a song, you get one good idea, and then you go, oh, and it will lead into this, and something like this will lead into it, and then you have half a skeleton but you have a big bit with a question mark in the middle saying verse two um and being able to go back to a band like blink and say how did they marry these two bits and they're never afraid to be like four chords baby and it's chugged like Mm. um stealing methods of their construction or like just realizing how they can do that for 200 songs and all of them i mean we don't talk about california deluxe that much um (laughs) but like most of them are really smart yeah boring yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I still think that people use it as a blueprint for pop punk, like Enema of the State. Like, yeah. Uh, you still see it so much in all the new pop punk coming out. Like that and Green Day's Dookie, you can you can still hear it. It's insane. Yeah. How it's just held up so well. Absolutely. And then, I mean, it's not even going into how pivotal Toy Page is as an album. And I think, honestly, that, I th- I think that's their best. I think they've, do we agree on that, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be the absolute piece of shit. Uh, it's it's Dude Ranch. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you're going to say Untitled. Yeah. No, it's Dude Ranch, man. Um, Untitled is a banger, um, but there's barely a bad song on um, on Dude Ranch. And finishing with I'm Sorry, uh, is that's a fascinating song um, start to finish. Yeah. Um, I need to ask, what are your thoughts on the new record? Love it. Yeah, love it. Love it. Dance With Me is the best Blink song. Anthem Part 3 is oh, exactly one, what needed to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was worried when I saw the track list. I'm like, oh, they're going to do a Metallica thing, like Unforgiven 3. <laughs> but no, it's amazing. <laughs> Anthem Part like, 3 was fantastic. When, when um, yeah, when Mark is like, no one gave a fuck that you died. And like with him and like the cancer and everything, I was just like, oh, that yeah. hits. Yeah, so I, hard. it was everything that nine wasn't. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask Dave: you, is, is Blink the definitive pop punk band for you, or are you a bit of a newfound glory guy? 
Oh, Blink was the first band that I ever, first pop punk band I ever loved, I reckon. Yeah. But then, I, or I, for for me, if I'm looking like holistically, it's the Descendants, the first pop. Oh, punk. dude, I <laughs> yeah, let let, my, let, let, my... let Brody get his leg out, his Descendants leg. Oh, These are nice. all tattoos um, inspired by Everything Sucks. Oh man, my whole yeah. leg. <laughs> There's a bunch Dave, of Milo's get your leg up there. <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> I've got an Everything Sucks Today tattoo on my calf as well. Well, I've got the. Oh, let's, I'm actually got the top on as well. Oh, oh, today. Yes. But um, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> but yeah, no, do, there I'm, he is yeah. down there. I've, I'm, yeah, I'm trying good. to get trying to get into them now at at Brody's behest. Um, but Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones is so important, oh, and, and as yeah. as the hardcore pop punk band, you know, as mm. the as the bridge between those two worlds, uh, Newfound Glory uh, were super duper pivotal. Yeah. Um, as well, but I would say definitively, it's, it's Blink as the pop punk band. I forget who yeah. it was, but there was two bands that we compared once, where it was like New Fan Glory is the hardcore band disguised as a pop punk band. And there was another band that was like they're the pop punk band disguised as a hardcore. Oh band. yeah, ah, uh, it wasn't yeah, was so far under pressure, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember now. Damn. Yeah, it was no, a sweet. band from the same era. I'm pretty sure. That, yeah. Oh well. Oh, who's the yeah? Okay. Who's the hardcore bands? Wasn't like Bane or something, was it? No, nah, nah, it was someone that was more mainstream. It was it was it was much like how these guys are those early two thousands legends. Yeah. It was another yeah. early two thousands legend that yeah had the the hardcore emblem, but like no, nah, it's a pop punk band, man. Let's like, stop lying to yourself. Like, mm. but yeah, Newfound Glory. Um, oh, dude, just that uh, sticks and stones in particular. You confront to back that amazing. Uh, first time I heard Sunny. That is fantastically constructed. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, my friends over you. Um, <laughs> the story so far. <laughs> like the fact that their name yeah. comes from that album just, just i love bands that are named everything. after songs yeah. in bands names yeah same we should bring that back man overboard all-time low like yeah that's so much fun yeah. well the next song is uh wedding singer by modern baseball so i forgot to ask first so is this is blink your song brody yeah, Blink is what I chose, um, especially, as I said, thinking about, like, lead guitar. I was like, this has to be yeah. a pick. Like it, And for drumming as well, it obviously. It's just pop punk. Yeah. Like, it defines mm. everything about pop punk for me. Sweet. And, and Liam then, is the, the big emo nerd. Fuck loves yeah, I his, love his Midwest emo. I mean, we all do. I love Mobo. But... Yeah, I mean, Hot, Hot Mulligan touring soon. Oh, um, so I wish you could see the amount of emails we've sent just being like, please. Please, please. <laughs> like, well, I'm coming down to Melbourne for the Melbourne show, so if you guys can get on that, that'd be that'd be beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Like, regardless, we'll be there, just dancing so hard. Yeah. I'll be my. I can't sing. I'll just be mic grabbing every <laughs> every single line. Um, but yeah, uh, modern baseball are nuts. So I had my, you know, transformation into, you know, the music that I listen to now, probably about 2014, 15. Right. And I just gotten my license. I was driving to uni, and like that's when Opera Oblivia came out. Hell yeah, that's when Chemical oh, Miracle sorry. came out. Yeah. Um. And I, was, I was I was buying CDs. Um. At that point, and I got the two uh, modern baseball albums. Yeah. And I was just like, this is nuts. It's an evolution <laughs> of Blink. They're a two singer band. They have 
folk roots. Like their chord construction is fascinating. Um, the way they order their songs, they're not afraid to just add four bars of this. Uh, they're so lead light, but they have fantastic, interesting construction. Um, and I think that's really exemplified in Wedding Singer. This song is nuts. And in the last 30 seconds, in the last lead out, they just hammer this like church organ to get this sparkle at the back. And that's a classic blink trick um, to mm. just hammer some piano in the background. The Their geniuses are uh, gone too soon. I was lucky Way enough to see them on their last Australian tour with Fuck Mark Hope. At the, uh, at, at Billboard? Where was it? All I remember, because I got, I got, I came to the party really late with Modern Baseball. So I, I was at Falls Festival and they played and then they did, I came back to Melbourne after the festival and they were playing at Billboard's. And I it don't must, know if it, that was the last time It must time have been Billboard's, yeah, 170 Russell. And um, I went. By, it was I one of remember, the first gigs I went to by myself and I was like, fuck, I just need to see this band again. I and didn't know it. her yet, um, but Paris, who used to play bass in Graveview and now plays in another band, but she had a sign that was like, please let me do the your graduation lead break and they pulled her on stage and she shredded it. Wow. Um, and then she made Graveview and then the guitarist from Graveview ended up being like a housemate of mine for a little bit. And I was like, how did you guys meet? She's like, uh, he was like, oh, she just held up a sign at a modern baseball sign show and i'm like she's insane she should play guitar in my band that's and i was like dude i was at that one um, so good but yeah they're they're just so smart i think it can be a hard listen sometimes modern baseball because they're not singing in key they're probably not tuning their <laughs> instruments um it's really undistorted um but especially the back end of this album back end of holy ghost um, has a lot of payoffs that they like sprinkle into earlier songs, which is really cool. Um, mm. Big fan of that. Uh, Jeff Rostenstock from Bomb the Music Industry, like the whole We Cool album, each song uses a riff in a different way. And um, I just think that's so much fun. And so, yeah, everything about this album is fantastic. But Wedding Singer is probably the song on this album that I just remember being like, like driving home from uni at like nine at night and it's dark and we're just like having a cigarette out the at the window mm. and I'm just being like, oh, I am sad. And and this song gets me. <laughs> uh, I love it. You a fan, Dave? I think I like sports. I didn't really get into them. I think the mm. the most Midwest I go is um, Tiny Moving Parts. Mm. We were so lucky to see them this year. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. Tiny Moving they're, Parts they're freaks. But sports is a killer. I'm like, Tears Over Beers mm. um, is... Prob- that was also another song that was maybe going to be this or Redo was going to be the song that I picked for um, modern baseball. But yeah, this is the catch-all for Midwest Emo or the guitar that I'm not good enough to play but hope to get good enough to put it into quarter form. Well, I was going to say the guitars in this track, just like how it layers on top, is just perfect. Yeah, it's and that's single, as technical as I'm going to get. <laughs> single notes just like hit over like a pretty <laughs> average chorus. It's the yeah. best. <laughs> Man, that's sick. Why um, band? Ah, uh, rip. These five really... tracks were awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we were worried that it was a bit generic. Oh, no, not at all. No. Um, I think it's the first time we've had all of these songs. Maybe not Gold Steps. I think we had that once before. Maybe that's fair. Um, that's but that's like that's the goat, right? Like we, we absolutely. But yeah, it's. I think what ties all these songs together, and it, like especially with the Blink Mobo connection. Um, and it, it's, it's just every song 
they're really smart at not just going verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. Like mm. um, they have unbelievably hardworking drummers. Yeah. Lots of them have multiple vocalists, which is like, I'm not saying we do that. I only do it whenever James needs a breath, but like it's kind of people being really smart about the tools they have at their disposal. None of yeah. these people are the best guitarists in the world. They're not the fastest, not mm. the lowest, but they, they hit really smart equations with the tools they've got. Yeah, I suppose that's something that we do try to achieve, isn't it? Yeah, like we we know that we're not shredders, we're not amazing guitarists, but you know, I mean, even we just try to craft like interesting songs. Even in the hype up, but we were trying to get the good thing slots or on those little like battle of the bands heats, mm. and um, we're in band practice the week before that, and we're like, the bands we're versing are older than us. They're they're better than us. They're they're faster, but we can get sweatier. Like we're just like, <laughs> what we can deliver is that I can play this whole set three feet in the air. Yeah. Um, and if we're going to make people clap, it might not be because we've hit every note, but it's because they've gone, that was stupid. Like, <laughs> and then that's what we try to deliver. That's like, yeah, every, every show I'm walking away covered in sweat. Yeah. Like we, we really put on a performance, <laughs> don't we? And, and then that's what we, that's, that's really what we just tried to deliver. Yeah, and people want to see that. Honestly, you don't want to see people like there's a, a place for like shoegaze and stuff. But if you're going to see like a pop punk punk band, emo band, you want to see them move around, get into it. Feel, you feel the performance just as much as hearing it, and, and mm, absolutely and singing along with it. Yeah, and it's not to say that like you guys don't take it seriously because you definitely do. But I think I think just as a, as a fan and as people like in a crowd, you want to see the bands go nuts up there. Yeah. Um, and it's we're like, in a stage where so many bands take themselves so seriously, like rightfully so, because it's important. But because it's think, expensive, yeah, yeah, yeah it's expensive. You can I get still it. have fun. <laughs> like, like, no, you can yeah. still have fun. I think what we do in Bamprac is, and you know, we've we've been taught by a lot of really good people who've had a lot of experience. Um, is you play one set correctly, you play one set dancing as hard as you can, you're like playing the wrong notes, and then the third set you pull back just enough that you can hit every note. Yeah. And like that knife's edge, you play that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I guess um, thank you so much for bringing those five tracks. I, I just want to, before we wrap up, just some questions. So in regards to the EP, do you guys have a favorite song out of, out of what you've released? I had to ask it. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> it's forever changing. It is. Um, I think upon finished construction, you know, and by the time it came out, I think Fading really took on a really exciting world. Oh, yeah. Fading Slowly um, was written kind of last. That was so. That was one of the ones that actually I, I bought to the table and it got a lot of really cool transformations. It was actually from my old band. It was mm. a demo that I wrote that didn't, didn't get there before I left that band. Um, and having these three come into it was so fantastic. Um, and then, you know, recording it with, with two people who were really smart and really passionate. But I think I fell in love the first time I heard Drown With Me, which back then was called Sad Water because it had um, reverb on a clean tone. It sounded like Sad Water. Um, I just think that song's fascinating. It is a great song. Um, and it's it, it just it's deep in my emo heart. What's yours? I don't know. It's so hard because I'm like, Dreamland is like my kind of pop punk. It's fast. It's aggressive. It's got a breakdown. But... It's not as fresh to me as all the other songs because it came out so long ago. Yeah. And like, 
I think of Dram With Me, but i got to be in the right mood for a song like that these days, otherwise I get too sad. But I don't know. I think it's it's fading at the moment because it was just, it's just such an underdog because we were like almost considering dropping it at one yeah. point. Like, and then it really? just came out as this huge piece that just like ties the whole rest of the EP together and like, yeah, it, it, it was cool the song. last song to be finalized. And they said, I think we said earlier, were we on the air at that point? I'm not sure. But like James was sick. Vocals weren't getting recorded. Mm. We'd set a date for this EP. There were shows coming up. It needed to kind of happen. Um, and yeah, it almost didn't make the cut. And when it was written previously, it had different words. But then we did that bridge where we got to like do like one line from each song. And it really now, at the end of what is, you know, a five and a half track EP, um, it gives a lot of stability to the rest of the songs. Um, so yeah, we really, really love that. And when you put a song on Spotify, you get to say what song is the single. It's the only song on the entire album that didn't get released as a single. Or and then when we released the EP, we said, oh, I guess it's uh, Drown With Me. That's the one that gets it. So it's received the least love from us. <laughs> um, and it's swamped every other song in plays. And yeah. it's the song that my friends messaged me and they're just like, where did you pull that from? A lot like, of people are loving it. It's So I think it's a real lovely sensation to know that like maybe the song that we get confused about or the song that we, we fought about, oh, I wanted to headbutt. I wanted to fight every single one of these boys <laughs> um, uh, about it. it. Ended up being this just, uh, little piece of art that we're going to love and have forever. Yeah, I agree with that. But I uh, drowned with me fucks. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing that most people say to me is just like, "Dude, Harvey Dent fucks." Like, yeah, it's Harvey always Dent that. Is I'm like, slaps. I'm like, thank you. Like, I agree. <laughs> we're so happy song. that we had a um, we were wise enough, or I don't know, someone must have told us that it's like record everything you can. Like, if you're hanging out, pull a phone out. So we're so happy to be able to make a film clip for Harvey Dent that's yeah. just like a little a little piece of this year because. This year has just moved so fast. And if even if we stop right now, and if, even if quarter form ends tomorrow, um, 60-year-old me will still be like, and I was in a band and we did this and did that. And, and being able to show people Harvey Dent and that film clip and and that song will be like, and it was cool. Mm. Um, you know, we're, we're lucky to be here. <laughs> we're lucky to be doing this. Um, and we're going to keep trying to learn to write better and better songs so that people keep asking us to do it for a little bit longer. Of course. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then I guess you've got some. You've got a gig coming up before the end of the year. Is that the last gig for the year? Yeah. What is it? The fourteenth. Fourteenth of December. Fourteenth of December. Hey, Andrew oh. Bar, those who dream and Nightlight. Yeah, Nightlight, who be beat us in the Battle of the Bands. Um, they're a great band. They're so cool. Their cover of um, the Bring Me Horizon. Oh god, they did Kingslayer. Um, baby metal. Yeah. Song. Oh, that was <laughs> sick. nuts. Um, I didn't but know that. yeah, they they like encored with it, and the second like someone yelled encore and they came out, like us and Go Seek, was like, all right, we lost. <laughs> um, cool, whatever. Pack up, boys. Um, but they're fantastic, and those who dream, they were supporting Mayday Parade at those shows where I met James. Their weapons. Yeah, uh, we've been really lucky that you know we got offered that show. It's already like sold out at this point. It was a free show. You just had to register a ticket and. Mm. That's at capacity now. So we're really excited to finish the year with just um going a, out with a bang, really. A, like that's a, a big group of friends. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be a massive show. Um, and then just a, a December rest and um 
then January back on the horse. Um, we've got a mountain full of demos and a really messy Google Drive. Um, <laughs> we do, we do. So hopefully there'll be a lot more in 2024. Look forward to it. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to plug before we uh, we say goodbye and, and play Wedding Singer? Um, oh, just every every band we've ever played with, all of our friends. We love you all. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Sh- shout out to like literally everyone in, in the scene you and in the scene extended. They're, they're weapons. Um, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's been so cool. Um, but no, no one comes to mind and this is, I'm sure the second we hang up and I'll be like, I should have oh, said this. Should, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll plug the socials on the description, everything as well. So we'll uh, mm. we'll put the links out there. We'll share the share the love. Yeah. Oh, and uh, actually, here's here's a cool plug. Uh, James, once again, big loser. We love him. Um, yeah. Super yeah, good at categorizing music. He uh, yeah. his favorite thing ever is he makes two playlists which he updates like every couple of days whenever anyone in Australia releases either like pop punk or heavy music. Mm. So that's that's my main listening now. Is just it's an entirely like an Australian based new release. Yeah. playlist and and so i don't know anyone who's trying to get into this scene and doesn't know where to start start on james's playlist or on the cordy spotify just at the bottom there it's yeah. got some quarter form in it i'm sorry it's always going to have a bit in there but um <laughs> yeah that's that's where i listen to try to keep up with the amazing amount of releases in australia yeah, he's all over it actually the more and more i see you like on socials like it, there's new stuff being out to it all the time he's yeah. so quick like i i live with the, the guy and it's like we're both constantly listening to music like for me, it's like it varies day to day. And I listen to a lot of like older bands because God, there was so much music in my childhood and my teenage years that I just want to revisit all the time. Mm. But James, 90% of what he listens to came out that week. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> local, like new Australian music, like all the time. And I don't know how he does it. Like that is dedication. Yeah, always online. We need that. We need someone doing that for us. Absolutely. No, it's a it's a uh, it's a legacy that he'll he'll pass on to someone else, I guess, when he finishes doing it. He's hoping. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, thanks so much, guys. It's been no, so much thank fun. You. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Um yeah, this has been awesome. The mixtape, amazing, great EP. Uh, I think um one of our favorites this year. Um and we're just keen to see what you do next year. How good was that? That was really great. I had absolute ball. Big thanks to uh, Liam and Brody for coming on. Uh, probably one of my favorite chats we've had this year. It was just fun. And I mean, like you said it in between recording, but we've learned so much <laughs> just about music and um, like that conversation when we we're talking to about chlorine and the drums. I, I'd ne- I can't wait to go back and listen to that. And uh, just, t- yeah, I've never listened to songs that way. And we always talk about going to gigs and how good it is watching the drummer. Yeah. Um, I can't. Th- I can't even think about how many gigs we've been to this year, and I've been like, "Look at that drummer! Look at that drummer!" Um, but I've never listened to the songs that way, and um, that was just awesome. Great chat, great mixtape, great band, good fellas. What more could you want? What more could you want? It's our final guest for the year too. So thank you guys for coming on, um, capping off a really big second half of the year for us. It's just been an absolute blast meeting everyone and and talking shop. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, last guest. Um, and then for the balance of the year, we're going to have May join us for yes, sir. the next four episodes, I think it is. Yep. Five episodes, maybe. There's, there's a bit going on. Um, 
yeah, there's a bit going on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, thank you for everything this year, all the guests that have come on. Um, just, uh, yeah, keep sharing the love because we really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks for listening so far. Uh, don't forget to leave a rating review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Means a lot to us. It helps us show a lot. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. Uh, we have also launched the Press Conference Society Facebook group. Uh, as of Thursday, we're going to be uh, reaching out to people in that group as well on our socials around what your favorite gigs were for the year, favorite albums, EPs, songs, uh, favorite, I don't know, Palmer, whatever you want. Um, we're keen to like talk to you guys and, and see what you guys love before you hear us talk about it. So keep an eye on socials there. Um, and as always, we love the feedback and convos generated by our topics. So yeah, let us know. Absolutely. Let us know. We'll enjoy modern baseball winning singer and we'll see you next week. Can I just say this is an awesome closer for the mixtape. It's very good, good vibes. A bit sad. Go enjoy. We'll see you next week. <laughs>